fellow webheads, this is the September 2007 podcast for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com. I'm your host and webmaster of the site, Brad Douglas. As always, our show is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They've been serving comic book readers' needs for over 10 years, and they offer discounts from 38% up to 75% off cover price on new comics. Again, that's MailOrderComics.com. Well, gang, I am honored to have our special guest this month. It's none other than John Romita Jr. John, thanks so much for talking to some webheads on your Sunday. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, guys. And he's as he's he's driving around the car just to give a mental image. He's driving around in a car with a pizza box on his lap. Is what I'm envisioning, right? Two pizzas. Let's be honest. It's two pizzas now. You you got two pizzas. (laughs) All right, John. Appreciate it. We've also got. on our panel, we've got Morbius. He's an administrator on the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com message board. Morbius, okay. you eat, eating a couple slices? <laughs> no, not. Uh, I'm just feeling envious over here right now. Oh, it's a wine. beautiful day. We we have yeah. to pop down. It's a beautiful day, and we got two pieces. How much better can it get than that? <laughs> Sounds like heaven. <laughs> it does. Now, now this is going to be confusing, so I'm going to call John or JRJR John, and we also have JR. From SpideyKicksButt.com, not JRJR. JR, welcome. <laughs> well, thank, uh, and, and, to, and my father was JP, you know, if that helps any. But, uh, but uh, oh, I'd, I'd like oh. to give a shout-out today. Actually, this week is my uh, yeah. lovely wife's uh, birthday, and uh, uh, I just wanted to say happy birthday, sweetheart. And I, I think it's time to take her out to get a slice. What do you think? <laughs> All right. Well, John, uh, the big news is you're coming back home to Spider-Man. It's been announced that you're going to be joining uh, Dan Slott on Amazing. Are you excited to come back home? Yeah, I am very, very happy with that, especially after yeah. working on Hulk for this last couple of months. That's right. just been absolutely it's been mayhem working on that series. Right. It's beautiful artwork on World War Hulk, too. I mean, you, you've gone above and beyond on that book. Thank um, you. It actually was, uh, I think it, you can't help but do the best on it because it's so... It was so difficult to do, mm-hmm. uh, I, probably the most difficult I've ever worked on. I think you have no choice but to do your best on it because you kind of get forced into it. <laughs> right. And now I'm going sure. back on Spider-Man, it's a, it's a, it's a semblance of sanity, and I'm a welcomed one. Right. Now, how did the return come about? I mean, how, I mean, it's been years in the making. I mean, you've been talking about wanting to come back for a while. I, I, I always told them that I wanted to get back on it. And mm-hmm. the, the the point of getting off it in the first place, when I had been doing it for like nine years in a row, the point mm-hmm. of getting off it was that they felt that maybe uh, the series was stale, I was stale, they said, let's try something different, and let's do a whole bunch of special projects. And the special projects got into five or six. I think it was uh, Wolverine, Black right. Panther, Century, Eternals, and then the Hulk. And I told them all along that I wanted to get back to it. So uh, I, I never really tested them because the book does well regardless. But right. I did tell them that I was ready. And they, mm-hmm. they said, okay, as soon as you finish the Hulk, let's talk about it. And right. uh, it took the better part of six months for the Hulk, and now it's time to go back on it. And, and I, like I said, I, I didn't force their hand, but I, I mentioned it to them, and they were very uh, happy, especially with this new process of of, uh, of uh, publishing the book, I guess three times a month or whatever it is, or weekly. Right. or I don't know. All I know is that uh, a lot of speed will be involved, and that's my forte. Right. Right now, the, w- when can we look for your first issue? Is it going to be in two thousand eight? Is that when we're going to see it? Or I think so. They tell me okay. that I'll be working on it in the in the fall coming up, but they okay. tell me that the, the first one won't be out until oh eight, and that's fine. I just don't know when in oh eight. If it's going to be March or April, that's too bad. I'd like it to come out right after the first of the year. 
Right. I'm not sure. Now, is, there, is there anything between Hulk and Spider-Man that we can look for that you might be involved with? Or? Invo- I mean, before I actually start on Spider-Man? Correct. I mean, uh, if, you, if it doesn't not, start until the fall. <laughs> no, I think what it's going to be is I'll be working on something uh, at the same time as I'm doing Spider-Man, which is that okay. kick-ass series with Mark Miller. Oh, okay. And what cool. they've allowed me to is, uh, since I'll be doing a, just a monthly title, which is only 22 pages a month, well, a month is going to have to be faster than that, but it's only one title. They're going to let me do any any kind of uh, creator-owned or side projects that I uh, like. Uh, I right. think I, I told them that they could send as many scripts and as many plots my way as they can. And mm-hmm. and uh, it depends on how fast slot can be and, and how much they want me to, to, to get done. I don't think I can do, you know, a book a week, but I can do two, right. two and a half a month. So that, right. that should be enough. Now, that Mark Miller book, is that like a creator-owned book? It's called Kick-Ass? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's creator-owned, okay. and it's an R-rated yeah. creator-owned. So there's a little bit of concern on Marvel's part about putting <laughs> out uh, a Mark Miller-esque no. uh, R-rated book. But that's what their creator-owned template is for. And, and uh, right. they did it... They're letting him do this to make him happy, so he'll re-sign with Marvel, and and uh, that's the whole right. point is to allow these writers to uh, come up with something that they can sell as a movie and make extra money on the side. It's, it's you know, it's tick on my rear end with a feather. That's basically what they're doing. <laughs> See, I love that title, you know, kick ass. You, if people can ask you what you're doing, you can say, I kick ass. That's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Mark Miller must have gone to school for advertising because he knows that that's the kind of thing that gets people's attention. He's brilliant. Number one on the charts this month, kick ass. Uh, that's right. That's right. And uh, I, I read, I read the first script, and it's violent, and it's got plenty of uh, adult material. But I'm, I get the impression that Marvel's uh, giving me uh, the look of be a little bit discreet. So I have yeah. to learn to uh, to find a happy medium between Mark and and uh, the suits up at Marvel. Okay. Now, com- coming back to Spider-Man, what brings you back to this character? I mean, you've had a relationship with him probably all your lives, starting with your dad. Yeah, and, just about. And, true. And in, in the seventies, seventy-seven, uh, I think is when you started. Uh, what brings you back to him? Uh, familiarity. I guess it doesn't breed contempt in this at this juncture, but <laughs> it's, the, the character to me is um, it's the best overall character in the business, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, mm-hmm. if I do say so, in, in my unbiased opinion, but. <laughs> I know the character very well. I know how to draw the character. I know how to do it. And there's a comfort zone involved in it. And uh, I, I think I've had the most fun on that particular character as a, as a monthly title. The, seri- the, the short series I've done, the miniseries I've done, has always been um, just that short series, so you don't have to consider the long term. But any time I've done a long-term title, uh, whether it's Daredevil or, or The Punisher or Spider-Man, the one I enjoyed the most was Spider-Man. Yeah. And I think that's is, just it, just the fact that I enjoyed it the most. Is it the visual that you like of the character, or the humanity of the character? What, what is it? I think those are all involved. Most yeah. of the, the miniseries characters I did um, seem to have a, a one-trip pony air about them. The Hulk is basically, you know, Hulk smash. Thor is right. the hammer, and, and, and he's got one hand taken by the hammer. So he was limited in, in all. With Spider-Man and even with Daredevil, per se, you can do many things with the character visually that you couldn't do with other characters. Spider-Man's right. unlimited. He can climb, run, fly, jump, and it really does allow you to do a lot of different things when you're choreographing uh, uh, scenes. With the Hulk, you're limited. With Thor, you're limited. With Sentry, uh, he spent the whole 
series in a psychiatrist's office. Right. So, uh, to me, the the easiest thing to do is do Spider-Man because it allows you to do action in a million different ways. Right. So that, I think that's that's what it feels like to me. Now, is your enjoyment of the character are, are, are diminished a little bit? Because you, you haven't dr- drawn him much in the black suit. I know in World War Hulk, he's in a black suit a little right. bit. Do you do you like the drawing all the individual webs, or is it just easier to do a black figure? <laughs> uh, I actually don't mind the webs after after a certain amount of time it becomes formulaic <laughs> and you get used to it. Uh, yeah. I, I guess I'm doing the, the black costume. I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing the black costume when I, when I start. It's going to be interesting to find out. I'm in the dark. I haven't even seen the first script. I, I think after one more day, he's in the red suit from every promo I've seen. So okay. You don't have to draw the black suit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really now, does, care that much for the black suit because it's, yeah. to me, I get that uh, that iconic feel about the red and uh, about the, the red yeah. suit. And, um, it's, it's, it's my favorite also. So Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. Now, does it seem like 30 years has passed since you started drawing the character? Has it flown uh, by? It, it, only when I look at the date, but it does not feel <laughs> that. It, it has gone really quick. And yeah. and uh, I'm sitting in the car with with my my dear friend who knows me from when I first started, and mm-hmm. both of us moan about the fact that it's been 30 years since we've both been, <laughs> been working, but uh, uh, we don't feel it. We still feel like children. There, there's been a lot of pizza passed through the that 30 yeah, years. Yeah, definitely. But this, and this job, this industry, really yeah. does make you feel like a kid because you deal with with young people all the time. Go to conventions, you talk with kids, and now yeah. the only the only drawback is you talk with parents who used to be kids and yeah. grandparents that used to be kids when they were reading the stuff and that yeah. that does give you a little pain in the posterior now speaking of kids i i uh saw that you were up in uh canada and i think you brought your son i sent you a picture with one of our fans of the site sent now does your uh-huh. son have any interest in being an artist at all like keeping the generation going just the the the, the average that an 11 year old kid has he draws yeah. a little bit draws to school he doodles mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be a passion yet. Uh, that could right. change. He's he's already gone from being a, a paleontologist to a marine <laughs> biologist to a fireman, and now uh, he's kind of up in the air about what he wants to do. He's not sure. Well, he, he's like every other 11-year-old. He's all over exactly. the map. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Now, is there any uh, favorite panel or pieces you've drawn over over the years of Spider-Man? I mean, is Amazing Spider-Man Annual 11 one of your favorite? <laughs> Uh, yeah. That was your. Remember your first. <laughs> now I don't. I, I look at that and I cringe. But the thing that I'm most. I think if I had to pick one thing, I'm most proud of. It's the 9/11 issue for all the wrong reasons. But uh, yeah. the accomplishment that overall, beautiful. that the complete package to me is something that I think maybe in 50 years uh, people will look back upon it because of its parallel to such a horrible time. Um, right. But with Spider-Man, it's that. And then if I had to choose an overall project. Artistically, I guess I would say um, Man Without Fear with Frank Miller. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. But one I, I that, that Spider-Man stuff is, is definitely the 9-11. It, it, right. it, it's very touching to me still because people brought it to me in Canada, and uh, right. uh, they, they asked me to sign the inside, mm-hmm. and it broke me up. I, I couldn't stand looking at it. It, right. it just it kills me. Yeah, one of my favorite pieces and issues is Amazing Five Hundred with that big two-page spread of Spider-Man with all the villains. How yeah, hard was, was that one to do? I mean, that one looks—it's very detailed. Yeah, not as bad as you might think because it was just figures. It, uh, had there been backgrounds involved, I would have shot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, we just figures. And what you do is you start off with a design, throwing a couple of figures here, throwing a couple of figures there. The main figures, the ones that they wanted most prominent. 
and then you mm-hmm. fill in gaps with uh, smaller figures with the less known figures. And then what you try to do is keep the design consistent with uh, with a pleasant design, so to speak. Whereas right. it's not, you don't have figures that rub up against each other and you can't distinguish between the two. Right. It's a design See, sense that I got through college yeah. and through my father, and it, it applies to things like that. And you can ask any artist. When you right. start off with something that, that is tantamount to a jigsaw puzzle, you have to keep a design consistent. The design makes it clear. And then with the costumes, right. uh, you know, try not to, to rub too many costumes together that are similar. You try to keep them apart and keep the fat guys like the... Kingpin and the ox and and the rhino right. in spots where they'll break up the monotony and and then you just uh, uh, pray for the best. Right. I, I would have thought that would have been your hardest piece. Is there a piece that we don't wouldn't often think of that's been the hardest piece for you to draw over the years? Or, the hardest piece I ever drew was yeah. the double spread in the beginning of the nine eleven issue. Yeah, I have to that's, relook at that. Is that the one where it's a two page where he's looking at the towers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that the one. toughest yeah. thing I've ever drawn. I have to see that yeah. one had a lot of background with it. It had a lot of it was, uh, and it, it, yeah. it, it, more more so than the art. It's the subject matter. Mm-hmm. I hate to dwell oh, yeah. on that, but it, it's a very yeah. touching point. And that drawing that because of the reference that I had wrapped around my office was, which right. was uh, reference yeah. that was changing every day because at that point things were still smoldering and. And they were still mm-hmm. bringing things down to to avoid crashes. So as I was drawing it, it was changing, and uh, I had to alter yeah. a couple of uh, slight a couple of things to keep up yeah. with the times. And by the time it came out and it was published, it was different again. But that was yeah. the most difficult thing I've ever drawn because it had to be it had to be accurate. Right. Okay. And I have one more question. I'll turn it over to Jr. for a bit. Uh, do you have a okay. favorite villain to draw and a supporting character that is your favorite of the Spider Universe? That you favorite villain? To, it's all within the Spider Universe. Okay. The favorite yes. villain Just, to draw in the Spider Universe, right, uh, would be the Kingpin to me. And it's really, a, a specifically, not it's not a visual character, but to me because <laughs> it is a, has a realism to it that the other characters don't. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the, the the realistic characters that can be played into a, a, a supernatural uh, realm. So the Kingpin can yep. do a lot of things, hire people, and on, and he's very strong. But the best part of Spider-Man is to balance the supernatural and the and the, the crazy with the reality. And there's plenty mm-hmm. of, of there's plenty of, of uh, supernatural uh, air in, in Spider-Man. But what you have to do is make sure that there's just the right amount of balance. And I like the realism. Uh, uh, balanced against the the crazy, and, and to me, the right. kingpin is the most fun to draw because he is very realistic. And then mm-hmm. from this point, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want with him. He can hire anybody you want, but right. if it's the craziest of all villains hired by the kingpin, you can always come back to the kingpin. And now you know you're in a you're at a desk in a building, and this is realism, and it's very close, and it, you you feel that sense of realism. And Spider-Man yeah. can crawl in through the window and still feel relatively realistic <laughs> before he gets yeah. attacked by the, by the, any villain that the Kingpin. So right. in my heart, it's a, it's that realism that I love. As far as right. visually drawing a, a villain, uh, it, there's a whole slew of new characters that we're going to bring into new villains. Mm-hmm. But I I haven't liked it. I haven't liked a Spider-Man villain in a very long time. I loved Moreland when I did it with Joe Straczynski. Yeah, I love the fact that he was so indestructible, and and the history mm-hmm. of that, that was done very well. But there's been mm-hmm. no real spectacular Spider villain, Spider Man villain, in a long time that I really hang a hat on. 
Yeah. Um, how, how about a supporting character that you like? Is it Mary Jane or is it Jay Jonah or? Oh boy. Because <laughs> uh, I can't think of Mary Jane without thinking of your father. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I, that's I'm the, the image you get. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um, I guess Jameson is is a great supporting character because he is such a character. But yeah. again, the, the, to me, they're very vanilla. There's nothing spectacular about these supporting characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Drawing one, um, I guess I, I, I really like drawing uh, Aunt May because she's an older woman, and yeah. it's, you know it's easy to, to recognize Aunt May. Mary Jane, mm-hmm. you have to draw a beautiful woman all the time. It's a pain in the neck. But again, we go back to Jameson. <laughs> Jameson's got that fun, that very distinctive look. So I guess visually, Jameson too. Yeah. All right. Well, Jr. Let's turn over to you. What do you have questions for John? Well, we've got uh, a lot of uh, <clears throat> questions from our readers, so I'll just keep it uh, simple with one question. Uh, okay. Weren't you involved uh, in producing a movie some years back? And uh, <laughs> it, and is is that something that you'd like to uh, maybe spend a little more time doing sometimes? Or is yeah, this, I did. Or is this I, the wrong I, question to ask? No, 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 no. It wasn't a porno. Don't worry. I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, although it, it, it might have been, might have been critiqued as if it was a porno. Well, but uh, you know, anyway, I, I'm, I'm trying to connect them. You're delivering pizza, and you say you don't do porno. <laughs> oh, very, very good. That's good. That's well, good. Well, thank you. I thought it was, the, thought it was the, the, the furniture delivery guy that always. Uh, no, the, the the movie that I produced and acted in was a short film based on a, a true story of a friend of mine who came to America from Australia to become a, uh, a storyboard artist. And he showed me what he wanted to do and told me we could act in it. And so I, I dragged up a bunch of money, sold some artwork, and we produced it. Uh, and it's called I Just Draw. And we put it through some film festivals, and we still have copies of it. We use it as a resume piece. And the answer to your second question is yes, I would love to get into movies, and I'm working on that right now, trying to get gray, the gray area sold. And uh, I have an opportunity to direct it, co-direct it with a uh, with a Hollywood director named Art Camacho. Yeah. Um, and it's a chance at that because of what Frank Miller has done and setting that precedent. A lot of interest is in visual and and, and storytelling artists who um, Hollywood directors feel can tell the story well. Frank's one of them, and I and I, I I can unashamedly say that my strength is storytelling, and. Mm-hmm. And um, that that was the interest in the guys that have seen the gray area. So the answer to your question is, uh, I would love to do that. And since I don't, I have a great face for radio. I don't think I want to be in front of a camera. But I, being behind a camera would be great. And yeah, producing or directing would be a lot of fun. But God knows, as long as, as, long as I keep my day job, I, I won't count on Hollywood. See, we we don't want to lose you to the the artwork though. Would I mean, would you, if you go into Hollywood, would you still be able to draw like a monthly uh, yeah. title? I don't know. Listen, uh, very very <laughs> successful people like Frank Miller, Neil Gaiman still are in the comic business. I don't think yeah. I'll surpass either one either one of those two guys. So you'll know I'll still be paying the electric bill with with Marvel. <laughs> The electric bill brought to you by Marvel Comics. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> no, thank God by Marvel Comics. <laughs> Jr., you have anything else for him? No, no, that'll be it. Okay, I, I thought for sure Jr. was going to ask you about the hunk of the month back in the eighties. Right, right. I knew this was happening. I knew this was coming. <laughs> both of you guys, I want you both to be careful starting your car in the morning, just because of that comment. <laughs> look, I, I, the hunk. Listen, I, let me settle this story once and once and for all. It was put put practi- an end to it. It was a practical <laughs> joke played on me very well, I might add, by Jim Shooter and, and yeah. Bob Layton. Okay? It, I said it, <laughs> let's do this tongue-in-cheek. 
Don't, you know, as long as we joke around about it, haha. Apparently there was a bunch of, of girls that were fans of the comic industry that said there was a bunch of young artists uh, that they felt were easy on the eyes, okay? I happen to have been part of that group of guys, I thought. Turns out it was BS, and they, they played me, and it was great. I laughed. But had I known 25 years later we'd still be getting my heart busted over this, I would get I would go back to Shooter and Leighton, and I'd get them both. But I, I don't That's mind classic. it. I have been told that I, I passed the baton on to another young artist. I forgot his name. And that's yeah. cool, but it still gets put up in my face. That's, you know. I mean, who, who remembers a little blurb in a bull, bullpen bulletin 25 apparently years later? Of, <laughs> apparently a lot of people because those comics. Uh, I couldn't tell in, you any of the Marvel Age stuff, that magazine. I couldn't tell you any of the other bullpen bulletins. Yeah, but I remember yeah. as a kid, you were the hunk of the month. <laughs> I, look, I, if, I, if, I wasn't, if I was ashamed completely, I wouldn't be able to speak about it. I'm not ashamed as much as I'm a little bit chagrined. And what the, at this point, I've been, had my balls busted, excuse me, busted enough that it doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> That's classic. Now, I, have guys... thing, I have one oh, thing ahead. to add. Yes, uh, sir. Tomorrow night, Monday night, Monday night football, ESPN, mm-hmm. uh, I was filmed this week drawing uh, Wolverine over one of the Philadelphia Eagle characters. Oh, cool. Uh, who, uh, a guy named Brian Dawkins, who's uh, a pro ball player, who uh, loves the character Wolverine. So they have applied the two. And the, the pregame show on the Monday Night Football broadcast has, has uh, a film clip of me drawing Wolverine, and they're going to combine it. And, and uh, I thought it was kind of cool. So I'll be on Monday Night Football. I won't be interviewed, but I'm going to be on Monday Night Football, the pregame so show. So e- set your clocks for uh, ESPN, right? I, ESPN. I don't know what. I think okay. the pregame show starts at 7 or 7.30 okay. East Coast time. Okay, cool. All right, Morbius, you got some questions for John? Yeah, I've just got uh, two quick ones. Um, okay. First, I know I've seen and heard in a lot of interviews with you about uh, your influences from when you were younger, when you were starting, like, you know, your father and people from that era. But uh, I'm wondering what current new young artists that are working in the industry right now are you really a fan of, and do you see them influencing your work at all as it evolves? That's a great, that's an excellent question and very appropriate because uh, I'm, I'm a fan of several different artists. Um, Laniel Yu and David Finch and uh, Brian Hitch, I believe. Those three guys, I, I, I get their books and I keep them nearby my, near my desk and I look at what they do. Uh, they're a breath of fresh air in the industry. Now, neither, neither one of them is very, very young, but they're, they're uh, relatively young in the business. I still keep Jim Lee's work and both of the Kubert's, Kubert brothers work around. Now, what I mean by keep around is I, there are moments when I wake up on a Monday morning and and not in the in the greatest uh, working mode. That that's true of anybody. So what I do is I, I I pick through and look through some of the other guys' works and see see how much ambition they put in theirs. And then and you're gonna think I'm out of my freaking mind. I go to <laughs> message boards. I I have people send me links to all of my critics, not all of them, but the, the people that hate my stuff. And and I read the guys. I read the poison that is emailed to the message boards. And it inspires me. So between the young guys that are the young studs that are really really good, and the bananas that hate my guts on the lo- online, it gets me in the mood to work. And if that doesn't work, I open up my mortgage payment bills every month. And, gets me, and, and the really, electric bill. That's the electric bill, and that really inspires me. But uh, yeah. Finch, Hitch, and and uh, and Laniel, you, I'm big big fans of. There's guys like uh, uh, Mignola and Bachalo that. I think our geniuses, along with Jim Lee and and, uh, and the Cubic Boys, 
but um, those guys are relatively close to my age, and I've seen a lot of their work. But the, those three early, uh, other guys, I look at as, as fresh young artists, so to speak, and I I pay attention to how much uh, passion and 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 effort they put in, especially guys like Hitch, who is is a maniac when it comes to, to backgrounds, just fills it up, and he's just brilliant. So I pay attention to those three guys. Yeah, that's a great question. Though. Excellent question. Well, thank you. Um... My other question is just way off topic and just something for fun. Um, on this <laughs> podcast every month, at the end, we all give our recommendations for things we're enjoying in other media like you know TV and movies and stuff. So just right. give your recommendations. What are you enjoying in other entertainment media right now? Oh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, number one. <laughs> I, 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 Larry David just makes me weak, makes me crack up. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I did not like The Sopranos. And not really? because I'm not because I have of Italian heritage, I just thought yeah. that it was too serialized, too soap, soap opera esque, and it looked like they forced uh, violence and sex into it to to make it separate from the, the average soap opera. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy the the Sopranos. I enjoyed Entourage, and I really enjoyed uh, the comedy of Larry David. As far as network television, I honestly don't <clears> enjoy <throat> any of it. There's a few comedies that I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Like two and a half men until Charlie Sheen opened up his mouth in politics. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there, there's few and far between network television, but there's some good series on TNT and and USA and and uh, FX and Spike there that are trying to separate themselves from the network doldrums. Uh, there's the Closer and and uh, a couple others that I that I enjoy. Uh, uh, the Shield is another one. Uh, you yeah, know, I just recently got into the Shield through DVDs. That's a great show. And that and The Wire. I also forgot about The Wire. So it looks like network television, and I don't see eye to eye, and I don't watch a lot of network television because I think it's so formulaic that it's, no matter what they try, they, they drive me nuts because the, I think the prototypical annoyance to me is lost. It's so <laughs> convoluted, and they, yeah. it, it's, it's soap opera. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I gag, I, I gag on soap operas, and they add more to them, and they less comedies <laughs> and more soap operas. So yeah. I, the, the, those series that I mentioned are the, uh, the ones that I enjoy the most. And I try to watch as many movies as I can. It's the Gilligan's Island soap opera. Absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> more of anything else for John? No, that's all I've got. Thanks okay. for answering those. We've uh, got three pages on our message board that are fans of John and have some questions for him. The first one is uh, Wombat909. He's from the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, do, you think, do you think the idea for Amazing to go three times a month is a good idea? Is it a good idea for it to go three times a month? What, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm going to reserve judgment on that because I, I want to see. Uh, every time they try something drastic like that, Oh, mm-hmm. killing off Aunt May, uh, killing off this guy and this guy. I, I understand the point behind it. I reserve judgment to see how it does. That's a good question. I don't know for sure. Uh, there's been success publishing in that manner. I think with DC, was it 52? I, yeah, I, I, from yeah. DC, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Steve Wacker is the uh, editor on the book. I think he has enough close and personal experience with that. I will reserve judgment to see how that does. I'm curious myself. I'm a little bit put off that I'm not only working on Amazing, but I, yeah. My 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 uh, ego is uh, a, a human size. It doesn't bother me all that much. Will, will it be a challenge to put out three books a month? I mean, for you, drawing them? Uh, yeah, but what? The, not yes, three yes, two no, but three yes. Mm-hmm. And I think what they're going to do is run in in uh, uh, 
I guess in, in a pattern where the, the, the artist will run a six page, a six part series, then they'll mm-hmm. fill in another. I, I don't, I think they're going to go by how quickly each artist runs. Now I can probably right. go, uh, outspeed the other guys, uh, but we'll see. I, I, yeah. I think if I put out 18 issues a year, I yeah. don't know how many they would publish or consecutively, I don't know. 18 yeah. a year is, along with some side projects, is probably what I can do. If I just did Spider-Man solely, I can do 24 issues a year. But would wow. they put out two, you know, two every month? I, I don't know. We'll see. Right. And Wombat also asks about the relationship with your father. Is he your biggest fan? He, he's my biggest fan. I'm his biggest fan. He's my <laughs> hero. I, I don't know any other way to put it, but he's my hero. He's the greatest man I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And Jano42 from Arizona he says, uh, was your dad the one to influence you to become a comic book artist, was it, or was it another source? Uh, primarily my father. And right. I, I don't, I, I say primarily because it wasn't 100%. Uh, he was against me being a comic book artist, but he wanted, he didn't mind me being an artist, per se. However, right. if he had not been one, I don't know I would have been one. Right. And he also asked, what was it like breaking into the business when your dad was had such a huge reputation as an artist himself? It was a rough go. I was not treated very well. <laughs> uh, it worked yeah. against me, and yet it, I benefited from it because it made me uh, a lot tougher than most yeah. people think. I, I still hear stories in retrospect about people claiming that I got a break because my father was in the business. And these are people that I worked with that mm. knew me. And I'd like to great. I'd like to grab them by the Adam's apple and say, "Are you <laughs> out of your flipping mind? Did you just sit around and watch me get mistreated?" Uh, yeah. I, I honestly, I heard the story three days ago, secondhand from a friend of some of this other person. That uh, chuckled. Uh, yeah, he got a break, but boy, he did well when he got in. That's not true. I didn't get a yeah. break. It worked <laughs> against me. It yeah. worked Do against think- me in the beginning, but it was a, over the long haul. It, it made me a better artist and a more professional artist, that's for sure. I mean, I was just going to ask that. Did it make you have to work harder to get out from yeah. underneath the Ramita name? Absolutely. Not get yeah. out from under, but to justify right. me being there with the last name the same as my father. Yeah. Justify the excellence, etc. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the, the Black Cat says, "Dear JRJR, I'd like to talk about your progression as an artist over the last thirty years. If we compare your current work to your work back in the late seventies, uh, we can clearly see the evolution. What would you say were the influences or decisions you made to form your style? Also, were you a natural or an auto diet? How you said dick didact? Looks like didact." <laughs> Or oh, did no, you... no, but, uh, very, very good question. Um, yeah. The progression was not a concerted effort style-wise. I think I've always made this comment about having a deadline style, that whatever came out on time was what, what it was. Mm-hmm. But I never really made a concerted effort to look like anybody in particular because when I first started, I was influenced by the Kirby, Kirby Buscema Romita t- uh, trio. And it mm-hmm. looked that way in my head and never came out that way out of my hand. So whatever came out of me on time that would pay the bills uh, was what it was. When I when I was conscious of the, of how good my my fellow artists were, it didn't make me want to draw like them. It made me want to be a better artist. So mm-hmm. progression as and, and improvement wise was uh, something that happened because it had to happen. It's kind of like playing the piano. You just, mm-hmm. you play the piano every day. You've got to get better. You can't not get better. And and if you play it 12 hours a day, you've got to get better. So right. that's where the improvement happened. And I think the improvement controlled the style. 
as I got to be a better artist and was more control of the tools that artists have, so to speak, the the, you know, the ability. And then my my style became uh, what it is just because I could draw things better. And I, I like I said again, I don't even feel like there's a style per se. The the, the boxy uh, uh, harder edged style that I'm uh, accused of having was uh, an attempt to be more weight more weight conscious of characters. I, I, I was probably reading a couple of Kirby issues and reading interviews where he said he tried to show a three side, a three dimensional side to all of the figures to give them weight and power. And I probably got a little carried away in a few of my issues with the sharp edge and, and the stylistic look. That might have been the only time I was making a concerted mm-hmm. effort at style, but it was more to give characters weight and power and and uh, and passion. And and I mm-hmm. I think that may have uh, carried over. So that was the only progression style-wise. The ability progressed because I just got older and I got better yeah. out of sheer repetition. Right. Um, and that's about uh, it. Black Cat also asks about uh, being an artist nowadays with all the cool tools, or did you like the old school style with no computers or Photoshop, just a pen and a pencil and paper? Oh, I love the new. I love the fact that I can get any reference I need off the internet. If I had that when I was in 23 or 24, I would have been, it would have been a great boom. I would have had a lot less gray hairs now. The, <laughs> the, the Internet has been a wealth of information reference-wise, whereas yeah. the stories of Frank Miller going up onto rooftops taking photographs is well known, and that mm-hmm. is a microcosm of, of getting reference. That's the way things were. It was tough. Bookstores, libraries, go out and find your own reference. Now it's at the touch of a, of a mouse. Yeah, and the Black Cat is obviously a fan of Felicia Hardy and the Black Cat. What's your What's your take on the character? What's your vision of her these days? What do you think? Of I, her? I, it's a good character. It's a great character to throw in as a as a red herring, and and um, I don't know how they're going to apply her to this new uh, run of Spider Man, but it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I, I don't the cat the cat visually the character is okay, but I think it's it's handled well by the writer. I think which is true of any character. Yeah. The writing is the that's the, the the key to success. So the dumbest or the best of characters is only as good as the writer. Right. And she wants to know if you're ever coming to WonderCon. I don't know where WonderCon is, but is that the one in San Francisco? Or the one in Florida? I'm not sure. I, 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 be, I bet what... I bet you it's in San Francisco. I think she's I on the uh, West Coast. I haven't been there in a couple of years. I ha- they haven't invited me. Um, I'd like to, but at this point, the the schedule is such that it's really hard to get away. My wife yeah. and I have had to turn down three of the most exotic locations in the world, France, Spain, Australia, because oh, yeah. there's not enough time. We have a son in, in, in grade school, and I, I can't miss a week's worth of work just to uh, sightsee. You know, can't do yeah. it. There's no, I don't get paid vacation time. It all comes back to that electric bill, doesn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> when I get, I, you know what? I'll slow down when I, when I, I'll slow down and sleep when I die. If I die. There you go. <laughs> now, uh, Crazy Chris has a question. Are there any writers with, uh, whom you haven't worked with yet, but you really want to? John Romita Jr., I'd like to work with him as a writer. See how he does. <laughs> That's true. I haven't, I'd like to try my hand. Uh, as far as who I haven't worked with, uh, Dan Slott all of a sudden becomes that exciting, uh, project that I haven't had a chance to work on. Uh, right. Warren, uh, Warren Ellison, I think I'd like to get my hands on Michael, uh, Michael Moore. <laughs> Not yeah, Michael wouldn't Moore. we all? <laughs> Alan, yeah, exactly. Uh, Alan Moore, I'd like to work with him. Yeah. Uh, I've worked with Gaiman and I've worked with Frank Miller and, and John Byrne. I've got, I've had real good luck. But 
I guess um, Harlan Ellison, Warren Ellis. That'd be fun. Um, and Alan Moore. But what if not shooting for the stars, huh? Harlan Ellison is a trip. I've seen him at a few conventions. He would be crazy to work with. I, I, I yeah, don't think. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. What about um, awesome. what about Bendis? Yeah, I don't think you've worked with him yet. Oh, have you? God, yes, yeah. And I, he yeah. and I have. have, have t- yes, you. I'm sorry. I, I could not remember. Uh, I'm close to working with him on something. There's a chance, but we have to get uh, cross paths. Uh, ideally, I, yeah, you're right. I completely forgot. Yeah. I apologize to him and <laughs> and to you guys. I, I, I'm sure that it was in the back of my mind somewhere. But look, the yeah. fact that I see him so often and we talk about <clears> it. I know yeah. him, as opposed to those other three guys, which whom I don't know. Uh, I guess that was the thing. But, uh, yeah, definitely <clears throat> Brian also, Bendis. Also, Crazy Chris has a compliment. He says, Eternals was fantastic. You and Gaiman are a perfect match, and I hope you collaborate again in the future. Any plans That'd for that? Great. Sure, but, uh, you know, he's yeah. doing all that unimportant movie stuff. You know, he's got stuff to do, and I don't know why he wants to earn all that money. But, uh, yeah, when he gets the, uh, <clears throat> he has nothing to do, possibly, well, I'll, I'll drag him in, in back into comics. Yeah. Uh, Travis from Dayton, Ohio, he says, when you drew Spider-Man Monthly, did you enjoy it? I think we've answered that one. And, Absolutely. or is it similar? And I guess he, we kind of answered this already about drawing the webs on the costume. You don't mind it a bit, do you? <laughs> Not mind it a bit. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Shadowcrawler, uh, says, do you prefer Spidey or the X-Men? What's more fun? Ooh. Um, if, if I could work with Bendis the way Mark Bagley did, which was a lot of close-ups and a lot of easy pages, I would easily say Spider-Man. But because I'm working on it, they're going to make it a difficult book. <laughs> doing a group book and doing a single-character book are completely divergent. Mm-hmm. And it makes it more difficult and less fun. But because I haven't worked on the X-Men in a long time, I'd, I'd love to try it. If I had a choice between the two, it's a toss-up. I don't know. If I had a choice yeah. between the two, I don't know which one I would have picked. Well, you, you had that choice back in the 80s. I, yeah, but, uh, but at the time... Yeah. I had that yeah. choice. Uh, I think um, I, the attraction to doing Spider-Man was much more great because of my, my father's legacy. Right. All right, uh, Scarlet Spider, he asks, the way you draw Venom was, to me, the best Venom artwork of all time. Was it your idea to give him tendrils and huge hands? I don't know. I think he had tendrils. The huge hands was because uh, I, I think there was something that applied... That, that, that applied to it, it, it was important to that moment, and I just liked the way it looked <clears> and, and the, the yep. alien-esque look to it. Um, and I think I just um, I left it in because it it, it was fun. I, it's much the way I do when I do uh, uh, Mr. Reed Richards, and I'm working on him in the, in the Hulk uh, series, mm-hmm. the last issue. Uh, I have him stretched out quite a bit. It, it's a nice design uh, ploy, and mm-hmm. uh, the... the I think the reason I kept on doing it with Venom was because it was interesting looking and more design fun. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for that compliment. No, the tendrils I think had already been done before. Yeah, you, you draw Venom. Everybody draws Venom all over the board. You tend to draw them a little uh, skinnier than most. Than yeah, uh, I hated that gigantic bulky look. Yeah, um, but I, I, I don't remember if I got in trouble for it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody might have yelled at me. What are you doing the skinny one for? I don't know. <laughs> You're doing skinny venom. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mill Nuruk says, Hey, John, uh, what else to say but keep up the great work? Just got a couple questions for you. Uh, you were part of Spider-Man's life for a long time and drew many stories scribbed by many different writers. Who has been your favorite to work with, Spider-Man-wise? Spider-Man writers? Yeah, Spider-Man writers. Who's your fave to work with? I guess 
uh, Straczynski was the one I enjoyed the most. I felt like, and this may not be because of the quality of each writer, I think I was more prepared to do Spider-Man at that juncture in my life than I was before. Now, working with Slot might be even more fun because I think I'm a better artist than I was when I worked on it with Straczynski. So it's a yeah. self it's a self uh, effacing not self effacing actually a self serving mm-hmm. comment, but I think Straczynski because it was such a, yeah. a, a successful part of that character. One of my all time favorite writers is Peter David, and I would love to have because you're one of my favorite Spider Man writers. Have, has there any been any contact you and Peter David possibly teaming up at all? Yeah, it's the same thing as with with uh, uh, Brian Bendis. We run into each other yeah. and always say let's do something together, and it's you yeah. never get the chance. Peter David's another brilliant writer that I would love to work with. So thank you for reminding yeah. me. You, know, you are <laughs> the smartest yeah. part of my conversation. Right now. <laughs> Collect them all, the writers John wants to work with. <laughs> uh, Crazy Chris says, are there any character designs you're especially proud of? Hamina, 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 hamina. I have to think about that. I don't know if I have enough time to think. Uh, uh, I guess, oh, damn. <laughs> and when it comes to Spider-Man, you mean? Uh, you, you can open it up however much you want. It can be Spider-Man oh, or anything. Um, oh man! Uh, <laughs> I shotgun the character shotgun and and Blackheart. Oh, shotgun. I Black, yeah, I created Blackheart. Even though Blackheart appeared in the uh, in that brilliant movie Ghost Rider, uh, I, yeah. I really enjoyed the the Blackheart character design I did with uh, in Daredevil and Shotgun, which I can consider my two favorite characters overall yeah. that I've created. Who now, were you being played. sarcastic? Did you not like Ghost Rider the movie? <laughs> I mean, it was okay. I speak mumble. That would be no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was disappoint, I was disappointed in it, but I'm looking forward to Iron Man big time. Oh, uh, that trailer looks second, incredible. Yeah, it did. It did. I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah I was a little disappointed in Ghost Rider, but I, I'm a big fan of, 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 uh, of Cage, so I, I did uh, enjoy his part in it, and he, he got a little bit corny, and I, I wish the director had held him back a little bit. And I thought some of the visuals were pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Wombat, for, again from the United Kingdom, he says, you were, okay, here comes the generics clone saga question. He says, you were an artist during one of the biggest Spider-Man periods in history, the clone saga. What do you think of this that storyline? Did it go on for too long? Do you think it should have never existed? And what were your least favorite and favorite parts of it? Clone Saga, what do you think? <laughs> I, I think it did go on a little bit too long. I think it was a great idea to begin with. Mm-hmm. They got stressed out too long. And I think they should have kept Ben Riley around in some respect as a character, um, a wilder version of Spider-Man. I, I think there could have been something done with that, the, a Wolverine version of Spider-Man, so to speak, the wildest. And, and uh, I think it could have been done right. I mean, we tried something called Dusk which is a shadowy version of Spider-Man. So I think killing him off, so to speak, was a mistake. And I think the clone um, trick has passed. However, in retrospect, it could have been done better at the end. But uh, I I do appreciate the the attempt. I think it was a good idea that probably got stretched out too long. And I I think that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I was involved in it, but not enough uh, to, to really have control of anything at all other than the demise. Did did you have a least favorite part of it? I mean, did you start noticing at a certain point in the story of the wheels started falling off? I don't know if it happened, if it affected me, per se, when I was working on yeah. it. There were so many ancillary and side projects, uh, side yeah. titles that got affected by it worse. No, I don't really have a sour um, taste in my mouth about that, not at all. 
Okay. Uh, Spider Mania says, can I have your autograph? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Sure. Just get, sure. Slide the book underneath the window here and then. There you go. <laughs> also, if you could be any superhero, who would it be? If I could be any superhero, you want to hear? Yeah. All right, I'm going to bring politics into this. I, I would like okay. to be a super. I'd like to be a Superman for one week. Yeah. And I would grab every asshole in the, in the world and crush them. <laughs> and I'm talking about. I would go. I would be in Afghanistan in a second. And I would awesome. be in Pakistan, in Afghanistan. I swear to God, I would be at the. At it's politically, I would be grabbing every wacko yeah. and, and just yeah. snapping his neck. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And then you could make it to WonderCon at the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Tie it all in. One week. Give there me one go. week as, as a Superman, and I, that's exactly what I would that's do. That's awesome. As long as you don't have to draw yourself. That's it. Uh, Spidercraft from uh, Michigan says, John, first of all, I've been loving all of your work, every single thing you've ever done. Now, I was wondering, what's your opinion? I know a similar question was asked earlier, but this is a little bit different, on Black Cat in general and her relationship with Peter. And if you were to draw her recently, would you do her in your own image for her in your own design for her costume, or would you stick with the Dodson design? What do you think of Black Cat hooking up with Peter? Um, I think, it's, like I said before, it's a good character. And like I said, it depends on the writer. The mm -hmm. costume design, I think if we change Spider-Man's costume, we could change the Black Cat's costume. It, mm -hmm. it's, to me, it's a bit uh, uh, unnecessary to have just the old skin-tight, furry costume. I think something can be done with that. However, Dodson's Black Cat is dynamite. It's very yeah. sexy and very, very well done. Again, depends on, on the, the writer and depends on the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's a great... Red herring. She can be so many things to the to the title and to the character of right. Spider-Man. So I really like it. I embrace it. Right. You know, I just thought of this when we were talking about Dodson. Is there? How do you not make cheesecake? You know, with with female <laughs> designs. I mean, you know yeah. that Mary Jane statue caused a lot of controversy with Spider-Man fans because right. it was just over the top. How do you make it sexy but not cheesecake? <laughs> That's the trick that I learned from my father, and there's ways of doing it. I, I liken a lot of artists, I liken them to the kids that go in, the high school or college kids that go into the toilet and sit in, in the stall and draw dirty pictures on the walls. And then they <laughs> run out and get away with it. It's the yeah. same thing. It's almost <laughs> as if, uh, if you're, you, if you push the envelope and you draw, you know, nipples or, or, or cracks or, yeah. or revealing moments that, see, look, I, I can do this. Look, I can draw how sexy, look how sexy I am. It's not important. Sexy to me is, not a completely naked woman. Sexy is almost naked woman. Yeah. So, uh, and I know a lot of people say that because after a while you get calloused to a naked lady. That's why, mm -hmm. you know, sensuality is out the window because pornography is everywhere. You can pick it up just by looking at People magazine. You can see a right. naked lady. <laughs> HBO, any radio show. So the point is, now, when it's so easy to see mm -hmm. erotica, try to be discreet about it. And I think yeah. the trick is to be discreet and show sensuality without showing too much cleavage, right? Uh, and, but oh, there are so many great artists that can draw the human figure and the female figure without uh, selling out and, and getting yeah. carried away. But they feel compelled to show every bodily function and crack and, and uh, <laughs> curve yeah. in the female anatomy. It's not necessary. Uh, and I am of all people learned how to paint and draw the, the female figure from body, from the anatomy courses in college where there were naked women standing in front of me. However, wow. I was taught to be Man. discreet about it, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, Spidercraft also asks, uh, do you prefer drawing Venom or Carnage? Uh, have you ever drawn Carnage? I'm not sure if you have. I, yeah, in that double spread in the five. Oh, yeah. That's I right. I actually hate, I hate both characters. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't like either one. But a Venom, a Venom mostly, I guess the one I would, uh, most like to draw. Okay. Uh, B-Dog says, hey John, do you plan on, uh, Future Spider-Man. Oh, do you plan on doing any future Spider-Man titles uh, with your father? Any team-ups with you and your dad? I'd love to, but I think my father would uh, not want to do anything regularly. However, maybe some covers and some uh, uh, pinups, something like that. He, he's restricted himself to doing that. He's enjoying every second of retirement. That's awesome. And just out of curiosity, who do you think is better is a better artist, you or your dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hands down. He's Michael Jordan, and I'm the sixth man, the sixth white man on a basketball team. <laughs> it's the truth. I'm the guy that has to work really hard in practice to get playing time. And he's Michael Jordan, tongue out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dono Mark, not Dynamite, if you're a Good Times fan. Uh, he's from, oh, he's from the Arkham Asylum. Okay. I guess that's not a real United States city. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says, JR, JR, you penciled the return of the spider marriage. What's your take? Are, are your feelings towards Peter and MJ kind of like, uh, Joe Quesada's, or do you support the marriage? What do you think? I'm going to have to pass judgment on that because I can't say what I'm going to do in the, I actually know what I'm going to do. I've, I was given the Bible, quote mm-hmm. unquote, of, of the upcoming, uh, string of, of series, and I know some stuff that I can't reveal. Okay. So, there's uh, a non-answer, non-answer, answer <laughs> for you. Okay. We'll find out in a few months, is the answer. Yes, you will. Yes, you And will. whose idea was it to do a commemorative issue of you and your art that came out a couple months ago? I don't know, but if I find him, I'm gonna break his legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how embarrassing. I would have just taken, give me a bonus. Don't do that. I don't know. Nice I think honor. they uh, yeah. might have been Dan Buckley. Very flattering, but a little bit embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and what did you think of the intro your dad wrote in the beginning of oh, it? I thought that was very sweet. It was. And it, um, the fact that he did the artwork on the cover was great. Um, uh, yeah. that, that, it's very touching. Very, yeah. very flattering, very touching. Uh, let's see. Uh, Robert Reynolds, uh, he says, Hey, JRJR, I talked to you a while about the Spider-Man balloon and his campaign to bring it back to the yes. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> yeah, he gave, me, he gave me his card once. Yes, I saw Oh, that's awesome. What, yeah. what do you think of helping him out? Do you think the Spider-Man balloon ought to be in the parade again? Absolutely, and I would do anything. Even my father's eyebrows raised when he heard that. I would do anything to get it back in the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah. But the, yeah, I, I think the owner, of the, the owner of the company may not want to uh, spend that kind of cash on it. I, I love that balloon. I remember getting up in the 80s and watching that on uh, Thanksgiving morning. I can't believe they got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, let's see. Spider-Man Hero number 12 says, JRJR, I really like your work. What was your favorite decade of Spider-Man comics? Not counting the 2000s because we're in the decade. What, what's been your favorite decade? Ooh, I, to me, the 60s. Yeah. Because of watching it as, as a young, impressionable young uh, kid. And watching it done with Stan and my father, to me, was uh, the best. Can't be beat. Yeah. And talk a bit about uh, at what age did you start wanting to draw Spider-Man? To draw Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Uh, the minute my father started drawing the character, I wanted to. <laughs> right away. Before, he was doing the title. He was working on it with uh, in De- when he was doing Daredevil. He did Spider-Man and Daredevil, and mm-hmm. he had a knack for it then. So I really, I, that really uh, hit my 
hit me in the head. Yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be, you know, your dad's your hero when you grow up. It just must be even cooler to watch him creating comic books when you're a kid. I just can't imagine oh, what that would be like. Uh, it really, it really is and was and still is. It's still a kick. <laughs> it really is very special. And uh, this next poster is We Are Venom, and he says, What advice would you give for young artists who want to get into the comic book field? And how do you get recognized by Marvel? You have to be very, very patient, very persistent. And to be recognized by Marvel, it might be a little bit of talent and a little bit of persistence. I, I can't really describe it other than talent is one thing. If you're good, you're good. If you're, if you're fantastic, there's the way. But if you're, if you're good and you're going to be really, really good after you start the business, then you have to be persistent in getting their faces and show them what you do. They'll see your talent for what it is. There's a lot of good, good eyes in the industry that can, at Marvel, they'll be able to right. know. Uh, but you have to be persistent, and that's mm-hmm. basically it. You've got to get in their faces, meet them at conventions, send your stuff, constantly right. send the stuff out there, send letters, send emails. Don't worry about being a pest. Yeah. He also asked, uh, do you feel you've grown as a comic book artist since you first started? Oh, my God, yes. I've grown as an artist, let alone yeah. a comic book artist. Yes, absolutely. What, what do you, when you look back at your older stuff, I mean, can you look at it, or, I mean, do you just notice the flaws, or do you, like, I can see where I learned here. What, what What's it like to look at that old annual number 11? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, no, the annual number 11 is, I chuckle at, because that's, yeah. you, it's almost like asking an actor, do you regret having done that, that uh, softcore porno movie when you had no money, you know? <laughs> Uh, so uh, I chuckle awesome. at it, and I'm not yeah. ashamed of it. It, it's, it is what it is, but it's the stuff I did subsequently where I was supposed to have gotten better, and I still see stuff that, mm-hmm. ooh, my God, what did I do there? Oh, look at that eyeball. That was big. Yeah, of course. I still cringe. Yeah. I cringe about stuff I did last week, and I, oh, God, I look what I forgot there. <laughs> uh, but that's to me, is being able to look at your own stuff and know the faults right. and improve on That's why I love reading the critiques from some of these uh, venomous fans because mm-hmm. some of them have points. They just don't know how to apply it with yeah. decency. You know? And there's a, there's a lot of uh, etiquette people need to learn online. I mean, there's a way oh, to tell wow. somebody how to, to give a compliment or a criticism and of do it course. nice. <laughs> but I take I, – I, I love the compliments, yeah. and I read the compliments <laughs> when they're sent to me. It's just yeah. I have to pay attention. It, it, if you remember the, the Godfather, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. Right. It applies to this. You know, keep your compliments close, but keep the, the critiques closer because they might make sense someday. Yeah. Irish lad writes from Ireland. He says he's a big Irish hello to probably my favorite artist of all time. If J.R.J.R. Oh. illustrated the phone book, I'd read it if that makes any sense. <laughs> he says <laughs> oh, I've my- got a. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, he, tell the man he has impeccable taste in artists, by the way. <laughs> and, and you're up to the letter C in the phone book. <laughs> He's got a lot of questions. He said uh, some may have already been written, but in terms of a newbie writer, what do you think the biggest mistakes a new writer does in trying to break into the business in terms of their visual, visual sense? I think the biggest problem a writer would have, regardless of whether they're new or not, uh, but new to the business, would say I would say is the multiple action panel and the lack of of understanding of pacing and storytelling. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why scripts are a problem sometimes because they don't allow the artist to tell the story properly. Sometimes writers are brilliant without knowing how to tell a story. Right. Uh, and the the problem is pacing and realizing you cannot have animated panels. Each panel is a stop action moment, and you're restricted 
the amount of, 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 of action you can have going on at the same time. And he also That's asked, how, how should a writer think visually so he can give the artist a script or a plot breakdown that can actually be drawn? It's more of a plot, mm-hmm. I prefer, because it allows the, the artist. Then, once the, the artist has given the, the writer what is in his mind visually, then the writer should adapt the dialogue according to the artwork. Okay. Uh, that, to me, is the ideal way. And if the, if, the, if the writer needs to throw in some dialogue to effectuate some, some sort of, of expressions, that's fine. But don't mm-hmm. restrict the uh, artist with really tight, tight uh, storytelling and pacing if you're not really a great visual writer. Now, um. guys like Frank Miller, John Byrne, and especially Neil Gaiman, who is not an artist but has a great knack for visuals, those are people you bow to and say, okay, you're the king, I'll do what you say. But even with <laughs> those guys, they they altered their dialogue according to my artwork, which was wonderful, great collaboration. And if, if yeah. gaming can bend, then an up-and-coming writer should be able to do the same yeah. thing. Venom65437 from Fort Myers, Florida. He says, hey, Mr. One of my all-time favorite artists of all time, I love your art, and I love that you always get your work done on time. And I'm happy as a pig in shit <laughs> that you're finally coming back. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I, there, I appreciate I, the compliment. I think that's a compliment. Pig in shit. There you go. Anyways. No, I, I appreciate the, the comment about being on time. I'm yeah. not 100%, but I'm, I, I work my ass off to make sure I am. And he says, anyway, as someone who has done a lot of work on Spidey, what's been your favorite Spider-Man run you've done and why? The fa- my favorite run probably is the, is the Straczynski run. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I explained before, it's because I was in better control of, of my, uh, my work then than I yep. was when I first started. And again, this, I reserve judgment on that, on that comment because it might change as I do it with slot. I'm looking forward to, the, to see how Looking forward to how the book comes out while I'm doing it, uh, especially with Klaus. Now you've had what? What's it been? Has it been three runs? Because you had the '80s, and then you had the Peter Parker Spider-Man, like in the '90s, and then Amazing in the 2000s. So this will be the fourth time for the character, I think. I think, it's the, I think this will be the fifth time because there was a short fifth. run in the early '90s with um, look, Vinnie Coletta inked me. I did a couple of issues then, but, okay. uh, but that was very brief. So I'd yeah. say it'll be five total, but really four with. with Okay. Uh, an extended run. Yeah. And what do you think of the Spider-Man movies? Venom asks. Um, enjoy all of them. You, how do you rank them? What's your favorite to the least favorite? Second was the, my favorite. Uh-huh. The first was second, and the third was third. Yeah, it's probably because you don't like Venom. If I had to guess, is why third. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, it was, it was more or less. I, I, I saw it with my father, and the both of us were discussing what we would have done differently. And I think eliminating that scene where Peter Parker gets, uh, gets down with John Travolta was maybe cringe in my seat. Uh, it had nothing to do with Venom. It had to do with Sam Raimi, and I think he really blew it with that moment. But then yeah. again, the guy from Montana doesn't doesn't is familiar with the character. Probably thought it was a great moment. I I thought it was cringing worthy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Venom's last question says, "What is one book that you've never done that you'd like to, and who would you like to see write it?" Uh, I've never done it. I'd like to do Fantastic Four with Bendis. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mark, co- or Mark Miller. Bendis or Mark Miller, either one of the two. On Fantastic Four. Now, that's yeah. that's a team book. Do you like team books or solo guys? I mean, we've kind of uh, tackled... Team a little... books are okay, but four people isn't bad compared to the X-Men, which is what, 30? 
<laughs> exactly. 30 plus. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd like to try the Fantastic Four. I really yeah. love uh, drawing the thing and uh, Kirby's version of the thing is what I like. Um, but I, I, that's a, a title. Then again, there's also Fantastic Four, which, I mean, uh, excuse me, Captain America, which I haven't done monthly, which I'd like yeah. to try. That, uh, that cover, that Captain uh, uh, Fallen Hero, whatever that book was, that was really Fallen good. Fallen Sun, right. Fallen Sun. That's oh, wait, I just realized, thank you, I just realized the one that I actually beat out, that, that beats out those first two I mentioned, mm-hmm. Dr. Strange with Neil Gaiman. Oh, that'd be fun. That, ooh, ooh, there that, it is. That that's the one good. I want to do. Dude, that would be a number one book every month. That's yeah. the one I want to do, and, and he, I know he's worked, I think he's done some work on, on Dr. Strange, but I'm yeah. going to hit him up for a Dr. Strange story. I have an idea that I'd like to work on with him. Yeah. So I, I couldn't think of it when you first mentioned it. That, that beats out the other two that I mentioned. So Dr. Okay. Strange with Gaming, I'm going to hit him up. Max Hiss says, uh, how long does it take for you to draw a normal 23-page issue and cover? Any caffeine? Is any caffeine required for that? Uh, two to three weeks, and no, I don't drink coffee, but um, <laughs> I, I eat and drink well, and, and uh, it keeps me full yeah. of energy. He also uh, liked to hear about your innovation when creating and drawing sci-fi implements like spaceships and weapons, like in the Eternals, where the setting is a new world altogether, and what is the most difficult part of drawing those type of comics? Uh, excessive amounts of tequila is what helps with design. <laughs> <laughs> That and then some and Jack Kirby reference, yeah. uh, and a trick that I learned from Jack Kirby was um, if you have problems designing uh, any landscape or machinery, use letters of the alphabet and hmm. base the work around that shape. Really, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Never yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Uh, he also thanks thank you for doing the podcast, and you're a big inspiration and a favorite to all comic fans. So that's from oh, Max. Thank you. Am I? Guys, are we running low on time? Because actually my battery is getting low on my cell phone here. Oh, okay. Um, I, I didn't know how much time we were supposed to do to begin with. What, was, what, how much time do we have left? Well, uh, we have like one more page of questions. I mean, we can plow through them pretty quick. Okay, I, if I start to get a beeping on the phone, I'll let you know. Okay, okay and then we'll wrap it up. There we go. All right. Okay, and Dead Meat uh, from Texas says, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, and that's all he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right. Uh, Flint Marco. I appreciate that. Flint Marco says, uh, "What do you think about the changes on Spider-Man, like the unmasking, the marriage going south, uh, Spider-Man being an outlaw? What do you think of all the changes on him?" We'll see. see. Right now, again, I'll reserve judgment because I want to see how my run and the and the other runs alongside of it uh, affect the the character. Right now, I'll reserve judgment. I'm looking forward to it because I like them trying to shake things up. When there's a, a character possibly in the doldrums, even the character's quality of Spider-Man, then you try to shake things up. And I think that they've done that, and now we'll see where we can go with it. And uh, something will cause it to be spectacular again. Yeah. One of the uh, changes, one of the alterations. Let's see what and, happens. I'll, and, I'll, I'll reserve. And Flint asked, what was it like working with Stan Lee in the last Fantastic Four story? Oh, that's, to me, that was uh, the, the I, I reached the pinnacle because I, I got a chance to work with the guy that I – Idolized as a writer, idolized coming into the business, and he had worked with Kirby and my father in December. He yeah. got that chance, and he's such a nice guy, and he treats my family well, and he's, uh, I still think he's a brilliant writer, and I, and I loved every second of it, especially that he wrote dialogue according to the artwork, yeah. the, the old Marvel plot dialogue way. It was his idea to do it that way, and I gave him the artwork with notes on it, and he wrote dialogue according to my artwork. There's no greater honor than that. 
Yeah. Webhead623 from Austin, Texas says, do you own any Spider-Man toys, and what did, what's some of your favorites you got lying around? <laughs> I got Spider-Man toys. We got Spider-Man underwear, <laughs> Spider-Man sweatpants. Uh, the only the only thing I cringe over, uh, yeah. even with all the toys that I have, is all of the clothing that I have is Mark Bagley artwork. Yeah. <laughs> it's all of the it's all of Mark Bagley's artwork. So I get people giving me stuff. I buy stuff to give gifts to my friends' sons. And it's Mark Bagley artwork, and it just makes me cringe. <laughs> not, that, no, not that it's bad artwork, but uh, here I am giving giving out artwork, uh, giving out clothing and and merchandise with Bagley stuff. I should be my stuff now. Nah, yeah. Nah. The only thing I have is a couple of my lunch pails left. That's about it. Oh yeah, you. So your artwork's been on lunch boxes and stuff. I mean, because yeah, you do yeah, see a I lot joke. of a lot of Bagley stuff. Yeah, and I I joke. I think Mark's brilliant, so I joke. I, I bust chops on Mark all the time, but uh, that I I have a lot of. Of Spider-Man merchandise, yes. Everything from uh, children's underwear to uh, grown-up uh, pajamas. Yeah. Uh, I'm skimming through, trying to find... A... Uh... Let's see. And yeah, F and Spider-Man says, didn't you work on a Dazzler title one time? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I, I did. I became the guy that designed it. Yes, I did a couple of issues of Dazzler. Yes, yes. Oh okay. man! All right. Yeah. Last... Wow, well, boy, oh boy. <laughs> that was pre. Grown, <laughs> grown, 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 grown. All right. Last question is from Spidey Dude. He's a normal panelist on the show, but he had to work today, so uh, we're going to ask his questions. Okay. Uh, your work evolved, or uh, do you prefer the Marvel style of comics or a full detailed plot? Uh, what's the, well, what's the Marvel style as opposed to the full detailed plot? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I, I can I think I can answer that without even yeah. knowing what he meant. Uh, yeah. I prefer the old Marvel style of plotting, mm-hmm. where the the artist is given uh, a carte blanche to tell the story. Now, right. that applies to me because I'm experienced enough to do that. However, what I think. Uh, maximizes the artist and the writer is a, an amalgam, and I think it, it worked well with Joe Straczynski and Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Is they'll give a script that is primarily a plot, and then they change dialogue on the fly. In other words, their their script is there, and if I were to just follow it, that could be done. However, okay. my storytelling is my strength, so what I did was I altered things and changed things uh, to to maximize the art, the visuals, and then they changed dialogue according to that. So short of a complete plot where the, the art, artist is given carte blanche, the amalgam that I worked on with Damon and Straczynski is ideal. Okay. But I, if I had my druthers, it would be complete <laughs> plot that I did with Stan. Total plot where I can design and taste the way I see fit. Loved every second of it. Two more questions and then we're done. Uh, he says, being the resident of clone, uh, being the resident clone saga expert, do you feel that Ben Riley's costume was better suited for a female figure than a male? He says Sal Buscema said that he thought it looked better on the female form than a male. So he's just wondering if you agreed or not. Oh, I don't know. I'd never drew him as, fem- as a female. Um, humana, humana, humana. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess, yeah, sure. If Sal Buscema says so, then it has to be because it's not really No, no, I'm, I'm serious. If, if he said that, then it's definitely true. Yeah. Sal was on there for a very long time on that spectacular title. I mean, he, he holds a record, I think. And he yeah. says, uh, Spidey Dude's last question is, well, I know you love Peter's costume and all. What is your favorite one to draw besides the original black and 
Blue. Uh, yeah, Peter's costume aside, from, what's my favorite Spider-Man costume to draw? Besides the original. I mean, you got like the, the, oh, the black and it's... Uh, the black costume. I, I, that's, the, that's the easiest and the simplest. It's very cool, but yeah, um, yeah I guess I have to say that. Okay. Well, John, it's been a pleasure. You went through three pages of questions, and I appreciate it. And and you can eat your pizza now. Hopefully, it's not cold. <laughs> it is. But I, I'm, I, I'm sorry if I cut you short. I'm sorry because my battery ran low, and I no problem. I apologize if I rushed it. It was my pleasure. Let's do this again. All right, John, and we're looking forward to Amazing Spider-Man in 2008. You and Dan. Smith. All right, guys. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. All right, take, take care. Bye. bye. And we'll wrap up the show right about there. Man, we're going to have a tough time topping that one. Many thanks to John for taking time to talk to the Crawl Space staff. Now, to go over John's current projects, he's finishing up the World War Hulk miniseries, which is an amazing book. And he and Mark Miller are working on a Marvel icon title called Kick-Ass. And it should live up to its name. And in 2008, John will come back home again to the Amazing Spider-Man title, along with writer Dan Slott. Now, before we go, we want to give a big thanks to MailOrderComics.com for sponsoring the show. They offer discounts from 38% up to 75% off cover prices on new comics. And that's MailOrderComics.com. Now, our October show will be coming out in a few weeks, so we'll see you then. Again, I'm Brad Douglas, and thanks for visiting the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com.